0: I'm Luke Summerhaze, and I love corfish. Unlike almost any other animal, human beings have spread all over every corner of the earth. And also unlike other animals, we have a curious habit of bringing other creatures with us. This may be deliberate as pets or livestock or accidental as they smuggle in with our food and on our boats, The end results can be equally catastrophic either way. Invasive species can devastate an ecosystem which doesn't have any natural predators for them or which doesn't have a sufficient food supply. An example of a particularly far-reaching invasive animal is the crawfish. Originally caught in Louisiana, it became first a delicacy and then a plague in Asia. Cawfish is a water-type crawfish Pokemon. It resembles a slightly surprised lobster, with big claws, a chubby fish-like body, short legs, and spikes atop its head like a crown. Crawfish, also known as crayfish and many other names, are only different from lobsters in that they are generally found in fresh water rather than salt water. They are also usually a fair bit smaller than lobsters, though that obviously doesn't apply to crawfish, which is about the size of a dog. Personally, I find it best not to think too much about the enormous size of bugs and crabs and stuff in the Pokémon world. The name, Corphish, combines crawfish with core, as in, you know, an army core. The Japanese name is Heigani, which combines Ebigani, one of the Japanese names for a crawfish, with Hei, a Japanese word for an army. This military connection makes a kind of sense when you realize most Pokedex entries about crawfish refer to the real-life problem of Crawfish as an invasive species. Pokemon Ruby tells us, crawfish were originally foreign Pokemon that were imported as pets. They eventually turned up in the wild. This Pokemon is very hardy and has greatly increased its population. And Pokemon Ultra Sun told us, individuals that have been set free by trainers who could no longer raise them have become common, and they can now be found in Alola. Elsewhere, this is given a slightly more positive spin in the Pokédex entries, which talk about the Pokémon's hardiness. Pokémon Emerald told us, Once it grips prey with its large pincers, it will never let go, no matter what. It is a hardy Pokémon that can thrive in any environment. And Black 2 and White 2 told us, no matter how dirty the water in the river, it will adapt and thrive. It has a strong will to survive. This toughness shone through in the anime, in which Ash caught a battle-hardened corfish. Its first appearance was as a formidable foe who earned Ash's respect, and, once caught, was a valuable member of the team. Its boisterous attitude led to some comedic clashes with other Pokémon, but Corphish put in some good performances in gym battles and other important fights. Ash could have gone on to the next level if he'd done the unthinkable and actually, you know, evolved some of his Pokémon. At level 30, Corphish evolves into the mighty Crawdaunt. Crawdaunt is a bigger, badder Crawfish with even bigger claws. It has old tired eyes and stars and stripes on its head like an American general. This additional militarism may be a continuation of the invasive species metaphor, though it is curious how very American it seems, particularly if you take into account that Hoenn is the Pokemon region closest to the real life islands of Okinawa, the Japanese islands with a huge concentration of military bases, rife with controversy. I can't go into all the history of the American occupation of Japan, which is mostly treated with a lot of friendship these days, but yeah, it's a thing. Whatever political message Grawdaunt's field promotion is supposed to imply, it is accompanied by an additional dark typing and a big boost in attack power. Pokemon Ruby tells us, Grawdaunt has an extremely violent nature that compels it to challenge other living things to battle. Other life forms refuse to live in ponds inhabited by this Pokémon, making them desolate places. A Pokémon Emerald tells us, a brutish Pokémon that loves to battle. A veteran Crawdont that has prevailed in hundreds of battles has giant pincers marked with countless scars. Crawdont, whose name combines Crawfish with Daunting, really is quite a competitor to come up against. It has enormous damage output, though it isn't very fast, later generations counteracted this, with some priority moves and useful abilities that meant, in the right team, with some clever switching moves, Crawdon could be genuinely competitive. It even made top cut in some video game competitions. Elsewhere, Pokedex entries throw in random crustacean facts, they talk about the gross subject of eating Pokemon, or they confirm that, like all bullies, Deep down Crawdont is a coward. Pokemon Sapphire tells us, Crawdont molts its shell regularly. Immediately after molting, its shell is soft and tender. Until the shell hardens, this Pokemon hides in its steambed burrow to avoid attack from its foes. Moon told us, Its pincers often fall off. Unlike with Crabula or Clauncher, the meat in its claws is utterly nasty and stinking. And Ultra Sun told us, its temperament is rough and it loves to fight, but as soon as its pincers break off, it turns cowardly. It stays timid until they grow back. Combining an environmental message, a little geopolitical history lesson, and some biological science, with some big scary lobstrosities, Corfish and Crawdont are some incredibly weird Pokemon. I love them. Music for Luke Loves Pokemon is composed by Jonathan Cromey. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. Research, writing, producing, and editing is all by me, Luke Summerhays. Funding is provided by listeners on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. If you want to talk about upcoming monsters like Bultoy and Lilip, or any other monster, get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at Luke Loves PKMN or find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever pods are found. I love hearing from you, and if you want to hear more from me, check out my Pokemon Twitch streams at twitch.tv lukelovespkmn. I've been enjoying playing Shining Pearl at 8pm GMT, Fridays and Saturdays, and people have been tuning in, either live or through the video on demand, so I'm thinking I'll keep it up, and actually invest in a decent capture card. Um, I'm currently still messing around with my shoddy USB dongle, but by the time you hear this I might be using a nice Elgato or something. And even if you don't feel like doing any of that, thank you so much just for listening. I love Corfish, and remember, I love you too.